Welcome to the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast, where we feature physicians who are redefining the practice of medicine and changing the experience we have as doctors in medicine. We all know the system is broken, but we've decided not to complain about it anymore. We're out to fix it. I'm Dr. Una, your host. I'm a pediatrician and serial entrepreneur, but my passion is helping physicians create the freedom to live life and practice medicine on their terms. This is not just a podcast, it's a movement, a movement of change, and I invite you to be a part of it. Let's jump right in. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. And I am always excited about our guests. I'm super excited about the guest I have today, Dr. McKinney. And she is a family medicine doctor in Kansas, but she's also the founder of Remote Scribes. So we're going to be talking about scribing, how that can absolutely change your life, <laughs> her life as an entrepreneur, all the great things. Welcome to the show, Dr. McKinney. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Una. Happy to be here. Of course. I'm excited you're here. All right. So tell me this, right? You're a family medicine doc, and we're not taught to go start creating companies and all this stuff, right? So how do you go from family medicine doc to family medicine doc, who is also the founder of Remote Scribes? Walk me through that transition. Well, Dr. Una, I will say that it was probably out of necessity, really, because about Nine years ago, I had a one and a half year old. I was charting until two o'clock in the morning after I put her to bed, waking up early at six in the morning. I mean, so many of us are are doing this still, right? And so um, I actually then found out that I was expecting our next child. And I said, okay, I'm either going to have to quit hire a new provider, or maybe I'm just not going to make it, you know, anymore. And so, you know, I had actually talked with our, our EHR company that we were using at the time and just said how, you know, how overwhelmed I was and I couldn't kind of keep sustaining life like this. And they said, well, we have a little idea for you. And so at that point, we started using remote scribes in our office and my life changed. And so over the last nine years or so, I actually started refining what it means to have a remote scribe, what it means to be a remote scribe and make it so much more than transcription and so much more than just, you know, just documentation. And so my IT friend who used to work for that EHR company, we got together and said, hey, let's let's turn this into something useful because Really, what was happening was I realized that I was happy and my life was better, but I knew there were so many more of us out there that were still struggling with documentation and and really being overwhelmed and really not loving what we were doing in life. And so that's when we decided to to make this a company. And here we are. And it's it's going great. Wow. So this is a collaborative effort, right? So you're like, hey, let's come together and do this. This is this is so fun. Okay. Yes. Now, you said that it changed your life. How did it change your life? Walk me through that. Well, first of all, I, I started sleeping again. That was nice. I started eating dinner with my family. My children recognized that I was their mom. All of these great things, you know, that seemed like they weren't happening at the time because I was so busy in the office or or just like, you know, doing things when everybody else was asleep. And, and I said, well, I don't have to sleep. I have to get all this other stuff done. So those were just simple things that we sometimes don't afford ourselves or we feel guilty doing. But man, it feels good to sleep and, and eat and be a mom. And, and have an empty inbox, I'm guessing, rather than see all these numbers, ballooning numbers, right? 
Yes, absolutely. That by itself is just its own level of stress that we know it's looming in the back of our heads that that there is work to be done. So that's just a weight off of my shoulders every day. So tell me about what would be for somebody who wants to bring a scribe on, right? There must be some mistakes that some doctors make where maybe they have a scribe on, but they still have a lot of work done. In fact, maybe it's even more of a headache. You, you know what I'm saying? What What are some of those mistakes? Well, one thing that I think that we do differently with the remote scribe company is that we specifically hire and train a scribe for the provider as they sign a contract. So we don't have just a pool of scribes that we, um, you know, that we assign to somebody and they get a new scribe every day. So we look for a scribe that has used your EHR, has had medical experience, knows all the terminology, knows all the medications, and is able to type fast, you know, is a critical thinker, those kind of things. And so we're very specific about the hiring. And that doesn't always happen because if you're trying to hire an in-room scribe and they have to be local, um, you have a smaller pool of people to pick from. So that's a, a common thing where we think, well, anybody could be a scribe. And that's not always the truth. There are characteristics that we look for that make people really good scribes. And so if someone was looking, what would some of those characteristics be? The biggest thing I think is just being able to critically think. So so we ask our scribes to look at the chart and see if they're a diabetic, tell me if they need an A1C. Or, um, you know, if we started them on metformin last time, tell me that, um, you know, we need to check back on their metformin and, and make sure to counsel them about side effects and things like that. We want them to look ahead and anticipate what we're doing. You know, if I, I'm talking to somebody about weight loss, let's put in the lecture that I usually give about weight loss and, and go ahead and, and do those things that require somebody to be able to recognize, I guess, what we do and the complexity of what we do, and then be able to put that down in, in an electronic health record. I think they need to be able to type fast also, because, you know, we, we speak fast, we cover a lot of ground in family medicine. Um, and so we're just, you know, we're all over the place. So they need to capture all of those things. Because sometimes we leave things on the table, like when we talked about smoking cessation, you know, sometimes we don't put that in our chart because we're like, oh, that's just one more thing. I just want to get the note done. But we miss out on money that way. So we're yeah. missing 10, 15, 20 dollars every visit if we don't get that in there. So we need them to be efficient. We need them to think quickly and on their feet and so that they can be really a valuable scribe for us. So just saying that feels relaxing to me, right? Like, <laughs> just like... Yeah, that would be nice if someone could do all of that. And for the people who are, you know, doctors who'd use a scribe, what are some of the things they need to do so they can have a successful, like they can maximize that relationship, if that makes sense? They really need to understand that our scribes, um, that any scribe really can be more than a transcriptionist, right? So, so they can look at your messages and say, you know, while I'm checking emails, for example, and, and trying to figure out the rest of my life, they're looking at my messages and saying, hey, Mrs. Smith needs a refill on her license or pearl. She was last seen last month. Great. Do 90 days with three refills. Next, you know, next message. And just really um, do all those things while we're already having to, to do the things, you know, other things in life. There's faxes, there's phone calls, there's emails, um, there's reviewing labs. If they can help us with all the things that are in our EHR, then we're more productive and more efficient with all the other parts of life that never stop, even while we're trying to help patients. And someone's going like, yeah, you know, a scribe would be nice, but, you know, I'm trying to keep my overhead low and I'm watching my expenses and all that stuff. I don't need to add another expense. What do you say to them? Oh, you know, as a as a private practice physician, I own our practice now. I manage the practice. And when we first started, I said, I can't I can't hire another full time employee. We only had a total of, of six employees, I think, at the time. And adding one more was a huge expense. But what we realized is 
it's worth it if you compare it to the time that we spend documenting. So if we were to spend one hour each night, which, you know, obviously we all are spending more time, but if we spent one hour each night documenting, but instead of just documenting, we use that time to see one or two extra patients, that itself would cover the cost of a scribe. So if we add in another one, two, three patients in a day, you could even increase your revenue in your office, being able to see those patients without a lot of extra work. The other thing is we know that, like we talked about, sometimes we miss those codes with smoking cessation, end of life um, care planning, that kind of stuff. So if we're not documenting those, we're missing out on $10, $15 every visit. We also know that we might talk about five different things, but man, if we're documenting at two o'clock in the morning, we're going to put down their hypertension and diabetes and move on and probably code it as a 213, 99213. But if we capture the their runny nose and, and the Zyrtec that we just asked them to start taking, if we capture, you know, that they they mentioned that they do want to quit smoking or they want to talk about weight loss, all of a sudden we have four or five diagnoses. We can bill that as a 99214 and we've done exactly the same work. And so that can increase your revenue by maybe $50. It depends on, on the payer at that point. But if you do that even once an hour, then definitely you're going to pay for your scribe and you probably make money on top of that. And now for a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast is sponsored by the EntreMD Business School. We didn't get any business education during our medical training, and this school fixes that. It is the only school of its kind that helps physicians become thriving entrepreneurs who make money, have impact, and have time for the things that matter. You will get the coaching, accountability, and community you need to be successful. To find out more and to save your spot, go to EntreMDBusinessSchool.com. And now for the rest of the episode. So you get more revenue because you can document more of what you did and add the billable codes. You can get more revenue because the time you spent documenting, you can spend it seeing more patients. And then let's not even talk about what it does for burnout and all the other stuff, right? Like, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's just forget all about that. That That's amazing. Now, I have a, a not a funny question, but a pivot kind of question. Now, so you had this problem for yourself and... Then you got to the point where like, we're going to make this a business. And, and I, I don't know if you had like a whole business tracking your medical school. Most people didn't, right? So how did you make that transition from idea to business to profitable business? How, how did you do that? I definitely did not have any business training like most of us. And so when I started in my practice, even being a practice owner, I had no idea what I was doing. I actually practiced with my dad, who is 77 years old. Oh if I can goodness, keep him practicing. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I figure if I can keep him practicing at 77 because he doesn't have to deal with EHRs and all that stuff, then we're doing something right. Yes, you are. Yeah. So when I started, you know, running my practice, we just kind of had to learn. And that's what we've always done in medical school and throughout all of our education is you don't know how to do something, you just kind of learn. And then I think it's important that we connect ourselves to the right people. So my co-founder of this business, he actually, in the meantime, from the time that we started using remote scribes in my office to when we started the business, he had started his own IT company. And so I said, hey, you know, I don't know anything about IT, but I know everything about burnout and what doctors need to kind of, 
get through life with documentation and you have all the technical expertise. Let's figure this out together. And and we did. And so we just kind of sat down and started sketching out what that would look like and crunching numbers and putting together a business plan. And it seemed to work. And, and I love that what you're doing really is changing the experience that doctors will have in medicine, right? Like, f- because you gave us a beautiful before and after, you know, so before I'm charting till 2 a.m. and then I'm up at 6 a.m. and I'm shushing my children away and I'm, and I'm like, oh, I'm pregnant. And rather than like, oh my God, this is so exciting. It's like, oh my God, what am I going to do about it? Right? Like yes. something that should be such a joyous moment. And to go from that to not needing to chart being able to capture more revenue, being able to see more patients, which we love our patients. I don't think anybody has a problem seeing more patients per se. Mm-hmm. It's all the documentation that follows it and, and, and stuff like that. That's beautiful. And, and what you're doing is changing the experience that doctors can have in medicine. So tell people where they can find you and where they can find out more about your company. Thank you, Dr. Una. I would love to. We have a website that is www.remotescribe.com. And that's a place where you can get more information, more testimonials, like, like our doctors that, you know, say that they used to chart for three hours at the end of clinic, and now they're spending 30 minutes or less, and they're spending all that time with their family. You'll see those testimonials. There's a contact page where you can get a hold of us there. Of course, we're on Facebook as well. And just really, we, you know, we will get back to you. We're a small personal company. And so you'll probably hear directly from me. And we want to make sure that you have the experience that I had, um, and that all of our clients are having and that it's a life changing one. Life-changing. That's all I need to hear. I love it. Okay. All right. Now, I usually end the podcast with with a question. So the Doctor Changing Medicine podcast is not just a podcast, it's a movement. And the idea behind the movement is there are a million physicians, okay? If we don't like the system, we can change it. There's strength in numbers, right? And so I would tell people, I'm like, you have to share the episode. There's a million of us. There are people who do not realize that options exist. Like a lot of physicians feel stuck, feel burned out, feel like, you know, there's more. I don't know how to get there. So what would you say is the reason why they absolutely 100% need to share this episode of the podcast? I think it's because of exactly what you said, that there are so many of us out there, especially moms, females that have, you know, our, our time is pulled in so many different directions. And I just think for our own sanity, for our own livelihood, we need to find a better solution. We need to know that there's a better way. And we also need to be able to share with our administrators and people who might be our employers that, yes, this is a good investment because too many times people are told, no, you have to do it on your own. This is just how it is. But they need to know that this is really a good investment. This is something that's good for the entire health system. It's good for patients as well and definitely good for physicians, for their retention and for their wellness. So I hope truly that people will share this and the word will get out that there is a better way. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for coming to to share this. I, I think it's really powerful. And especially because it's something that is simple and is affordable and is life-changing, right? And and especially yeah. for those of us that have control of our, you know, like you own your own practice or your partner in your practice and stuff like that. And even if you don't, you have leverage, you have evidence, you have data that you can use to say, listen, if you do this, we can see X more. And if we saw X more, this is what it will do for the bottom line. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just as simple as that. So I'm grateful that you could, you know, come on and you can, you can share this. Thank you so much for coming on today. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Una. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And for everybody listening, think about life with charting just 30 minutes after clinic and spending all that time with your family, or maybe just taking a nap, whatever you want to do with the time. And uh, I will see you on the next episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now, this is too good for you to keep to yourself. So I want you to do three things. Number one, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Number two, share this episode with all the doctors in your life. Number three, share it on social media. Until next time, remember, you are a huge part of a movement, changing medicine, one podcast episode at a time.